This is the Hypothetically Sound Podcast, hosted by Alec, Kevin, Randy, and Xavier. A show that explores the maybes, how comes, and what ifs of life. Join in on the unfiltered, raw, and real conversations today. Welcome to Hypothetically Sound. Thank you for tuning into another episode. Today, we are doing part two of our ghost and paranormal activity for our October spooky series. If you've listened to the previous one, you know that Alec, Xavier, and I talked about ghost experiences we had in the past, and then we found out that our grandma's house linked a lot of our experiences. So we thought it would be fun to bring in two people that live there a lot longer than us that probably have some experiences of themselves. So today we would like to introduce you to our two guests. The first one you probably know, uh, he, if you've listened to our sports podcast, he is one of the hosts of that one. Uh, it is Alec and I's father, Randy Sr. How you doing, Dad? Good, good. And then the second one, this is the first time that uh, you're going to hear his voice. It's going to sound very familiar uh, if you've listened to our first couple podcasts, but uh, it is Xavier's father and Kevin's father, Kevin Sr. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, so first off, thank you guys for joining the podcast. Uh, he said, if you, didn't, if you didn't listen to our previous ones, we uh, each talked about experiences we've had with ghosts. Xavier was uh, ghost hunting. Uh, Alec, uh, just his experiences as kids. And then uh, I brought up Grandma's house, Herbie, and the evil ghost that lives up in the attic. And just one of the experiences that I had there. And Xavier remembers stuff and went there from went on from there. Uh, and like I said, you guys have lived there a lot longer than lived there a lot longer than we stayed in that house. Uh, did you guys have any type of experience with Herbie or any other ghost in that house? Well, there was Uncle Kevin. Always, yep. There was always issues going on in that house. Um, I can remember. Times where when my sister was staying in the house, you know, there was always issues going on where things would get moved. You'd put something down and you'd come back and it's across the table or it's not where you put it. It's somewhere else. Um, An interesting situation. My mother came up with the name of Herbie. I don't I don't know why Herbie was the name she chose, but. Um, you know, when we were kids, everything was pretty simple, pretty light. Um, you know, we had a chair that sat in a corner. It was a leather rock, uh, not a rocker, but a recliner. And, and you could walk by that recliner like one minute and you would smell a strong scent of cigars. And then you could leave, come back 10, 15 minutes later, you would smell lilac. Um, never understood why, know how that came about, but that was always the thing. So that was the big issue I had. Um, that was one of the big problems I had whenever, and it was always, the chair was close to the stairs to go up, uh, to the second level of the house. So you always had to pass it, but my mother wouldn't be home. My father wasn't home. Um, my father did smoke, you know, uh, cigars or or pipes and, um, you know, with tobacco in them. So we kind of thought maybe that was why we would smell that. But it, like I said, but at certain times you'd walk by, you'd get a strong, crazy scent of lilacs. 
And we don't have any lilacs, you know, and lilacs, actually, you only get those at a certain time of the year for a very short time. But you'd have that smell all the time. We, we just didn't know. I don't know, Randy, what did you run into? Well, <clears throat> I had a little different experience, unfortunately. Um, this is when we were all, you know, upstairs. And when, like, like Kevin said, um, after my sister moved back home, we were all in the bedroom and I was sleeping one night and uh, we slept in bunk beds and and uh, I woke up and I sat on the edge of the bunk bed. And, you know, you know, at that time during those years, you know, the house was pretty dark. Other light, only light was coming from the bathroom. And something made me look into the doorway to my sister's bedroom. Now, the thing about this bedroom is that it's a tiny bedroom um, and it has a, a small closet in it and a doorway into it. And there's, you know, one way in, one way out. And I'm looking at that doorway and all of a sudden I'm like, like, can't move. I'm petrified. And I'm like, what in the hell? As I keep looking, I see eyes. I mean, literally see eyes. Even just talking about it right now, just made chills go up my body. Like, I saw eyes first. And then this face, kind of like the Green Goblin suffer either more evil just started to slowly come out of the darkness. And as it came out, this, the darkness, it went from a stone face to a smile. And it kept coming out of the darkness, out of her room. And I was scared as all oh, get out. I couldn't move, couldn't do anything. Didn't know how long I sat there and watched it. I just remember it coming out, you know, all stone face. And by the end, it was this is evil smile, just green goblin looking, just most evil thing. Then I thought I would never, ever see anything like that again until I saw a movie um, that was out, that came out about three, four years after that, uh, about when machines came alive. And one of the machines was an 18-wheeler that had a green goblin face on the front of it. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. Um, but that green goblin face reminded me of not as evil, but remind me of the face that I saw. And I, I couldn't even watch that movie when I saw that. I was like, Oh shit, I've seen that before. So my, my experience was a little different because mine was almost like I was looking into the face of the devil for a minute there. You know, I just, that was just a crazy, crazy, uh, time. I, all I remember is my mom having to come into the bedroom to get us up. Wondering why I was sitting on the edge of the bed. What's interesting about that, Alec, I don't know if you caught it. Yeah, I did. Uh, so there's two things that happened in our first podcast. Uh, the first one is I described, uh, Xavier brought up his only memory from that house involving ghosts. And you both said the exact same thing. He was in Robin's room. I don't remember. It was the first bedroom up the stairs to the right. And he described the room. He remembers the room. And he says he remembers waking up and looking out into the room and seeing eyes. And the and fact that, that well. he, and it came at him as well. And the fact that that was the first thing you described seeing as a kid. And what, do you remember what bedroom were you in? Were you in the middle one? No, you had to be in, in the far one. I right? was in the, the far one. And the, I was looking into what became Robin's bedroom. Yeah. So, yeah, so, that, yeah. same bedroom. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, he described the eyes perfectly. Yep. And then uh, I described what you described uh, later on to Xavier. Like, only difference was you described it as uh, Goblin, and then you brought up the 18-wheeler. I used the uh, 
twisted metal video game to describe the look because they're yeah, very yeah. similar. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. And so that was just uh, like that. I think that sums up what we were getting to the first one. If anybody thought we were faking it, lying, we had not discussed our podcast and with you. And I'm like, like I, I know, I'm real stuff. You, you didn't listen to it, right? No. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I haven't, I haven't listened to any of it. Like you said, it's my first time jumping on, but you know, but what's interesting about that is, so that room that my sister had, um, the far room, when she finally moved out, I took that room. So our house used to have keys to lock all the doors. It's a, it was an older house. Um, it had to be 1920s or better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had skeleton key locks on all the doors. I can remember, I mean, there's multiple things. I can remember we went out the whole family went out for ice cream. My dad would take us out once a week and we'd go out to be able to go get pizza or have ice cream or do whatever, just have a family night out. We came in the house after the whole family was gone. We came in the house and we needed to go up. My father said, go up and put something in the attic. We went up to put something in the attic. The door wouldn't open. So we're like, wait a minute, we're shoving on the door, door wouldn't open. My dad goes, what do you mean it wouldn't open? So we tried a skeleton key, it unlocks, but the door would not open. So then my dad says, everybody get out the house. So they call the cops, cops come, check the house. They're standing outside, there's only one way in and one way out. You could go out the balcony door or come out the stairwell where we're standing. So the police went in. It took three or four police officers to push the door open. And when they pushed it open, when you open the door, there was a little in cove to your right. And it's a little tuck behind stairwell kind of spot. There was a huge box back there that had to weigh a couple hundred pounds at least. It was full of toys and trucks and junk, all kinds of crap, and this ginormous box. That box was somehow pushed in front of the door. We don't know how or who moved that box, but that box was in front of that door. So the police pushed it enough to where they could reach in and see that there was a box in front of the door. We still, to this day, didn't, didn't know, don't know how that happened. Worst part about it is when I took my sister's room, I decided to lock the closet door. I don't know why I took all my belongings out of it and I locked the closet door. When I locked that closet door, nothing strange was happening since then. My grandmother came over. Don't remember what holiday, Randy. I don't know you if you can remember when we had the cookout and we were all outside and grandma got tired and she wanted to go up and lay down. She went up to lay down in my room. Apparently, Somebody unlocked, somebody, I don't remember if my sister, one of my other sisters or siblings or my mom, my dad, someone unlocked the closet door. My grandmother was up there sleeping. Everyone, everyone was outside in the back because that room faces the back of the house. And we hear this curdling scream. Everyone runs into the house. Here's my grandma laying on the floor screaming at us saying which one of us yanked her out of the bed 
And we're like, Grandma, nobody's been in the house. And she swore up and down, one of us yanked her out of the bed. And like my parents said, why, why would any of us come upstairs and pull you out of your bed? She swore to the day she died, something, someone yanked her out of that bed. And then that's when I looked over at the closet, opened the door and realized the door is open. And I know I locked it. But the door was unlocked. So um, I do know for a fact that when Kevy uh, stayed there, uh, I remember him always saying that that was the only room he was sleeping because that for a while that room had a uh, Bible on the door, right? On the outside of the door. Yep. And it was the only room he would sleep in because every time that he uh, slept in any other room or was it like anywhere at the house at night by himself, he felt like something was watching him from that area. But when yep. he slept in the room, he didn't get that feeling anymore. Like the the Bible, like just stopped, like put up a wall essentially. Yeah. So what's yeah. crazy about the uh, two stories you just told is they happened again. Uh, one of the times that me and Jamal and Kevin were going to go into the attic, we didn't do it very often. We went up there for weird reasons sometimes. We couldn't open the door. Uh, <clears throat> and like at some point, all the keys got locked. So ever locked again uh but like we push the door and it would open a little bit and it turns out there was a box in front of the door a big old box that was in the enclave in front of the door that happened a few times we would always just blame it on herbie trying to keep us from going in there or keep something out and then uh, jamal took over your room eventually <clears throat> and i remember going into his room because we would just hang out in random rooms and the door was locked. The closet door was locked. And I asked him one day, I was like, dude, why you lock your closet door? It's weird. Like, how do you get your clothes? He's like, I just, I just don't open the door. I don't keep my clothes in the closet. Uh, it's just not something I do. And then I remember like, it was, it was like a year period where just, it was just Herbie messing with things. And then like one day the door somehow got unlocked. And yeah. that's when weird things started happening again, where people were seeing things or like, uh, I told a story in the last one, me and Kevin were sitting downstairs where we had that, like, pull-out bed couch thing, and a picture of you and Dad came flying out of Alan's room and fell in front of us and broke. Hmm. Like, and this was after a period of where, like, it was just like, oh, Herbie, turn, turn the music down, Herbie, turn the lights on, or whatever he was doing right. at the time. And so it's crazy how <laughs> the experiences are linking, and it's a pattern. Which uh, makes me want to ask, do you think, because we've talked, me, Xavier, Alec talked about it. Do you think any of the stuff from the house is following you? Yes. Yeah. Let me, let me, give me, let me tie in a couple of things here. Um, first of all, yeah, I, I believe it's following um, and has followed. And it actually started at a house before the one we're talking about, before the grandma's house on Fremont. We lived on Sheridan and that's where we had ghosts that were up in the attic and you could hear chains rattling. I know Kevin remembers this. In the attic, you would think somebody was up there. My dad went up in the attic, I don't know how many times, with a loaded pistol, getting ready to shoot somebody because we thought somebody was up there in our attic and there was nothing in the attic. But it was a walk-up, a full, fully done attic, and he'd walk up there. And that's also the first place we smelled the lilac and the uh, cigar smoke was in the house at Sheridan. And then when we moved on to Fremont, it, that, it came there, too. So, you know, th that and also 
um, there there was more than one ghost in our house. Um, and I think that we got caught on, on, on your grandmother, my mama, when she named the first one Herbie. Herbie was the nice one. I think Herbie was the one trying to keep whatever it was that was upstairs, upstairs. I think the reason why it didn't get worse in the main living area was because of Herbie. And I think the one upstairs was the evil one, was the one that, that Herbie somehow trapped in that room or trapped up in the attic and, and, and like you said, maybe used the boxes to keep it in the, the attic instead of letting it get out. Uh, but one quick story about traveling, um, and Kevin will probably be able to co-sign this when he remembers. Me and him um, one day decided to go to Hinkley. Uh, for y'all, y'all, that's not from Minnesota. That's where one of our casinos are. And I was driving, and, and we were both in there with, with uh, the ladies we were dating at the time. And they were sleeping, and I was driving because it was like 11 o'clock at night. We were just making a late-night late run. And it was crystal clear out. You could see The moon was out, full moon, the whole nine. And I'm driving, and the hair on the back of my neck starts to stick out, and I'm sweating like a pig. I mean, I literally start sweating because I could feel something so damn evil, and it was coming to catch, like it was trying to catch the car, like literally trying to catch the car. Like I, I could see the shadow out of the corner of my eye, but if I turned my head, I couldn't see anything. But if I just kind of glanced over, it's like I could see it. At first, I thought it was just me until Kevin and, and the other two um, young ladies woke up and they all looked out the same window and said, what the fuck is that? And we all just from that point on stayed awake and was you you would think we were all on monster drinks because we were that wired because whatever the fuck that was, was chasing that car. And the only reason that stopped it was Kevin and them woke up because it was getting closer and closer and closer. You remember that, Kev? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, was going to say, actually, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I've heard Mom tell that story to us mm-hmm. before as well. So. Yeah, that was, a, that was a creepy feeling. I mean, when you ask, um, do I feel it's following, um, <clears throat> I don't, I've only had one kind of strange interaction with well a cup well take that back not one i've had probably two really really tough situations and people have have uh been through these before so i don't know if you've ever been laying in your bed um either on your back or on your stomach and you i don't know if it's a dream or what it is but all of a sudden you can't move you 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 like you can't, you can't, you can't speak. You, but you can't move. You can't get up. You can't move. Um, I've had only one of those since then, and now you know at the age I'm at now, I've only had one since then, and I had one really, really, really creepy moment where I rolled over in the bed, and if it wasn't, I don't know if it was the devil himself or some sort of demon. And now that you guys are mentioning that kind of, um, uh, the picture you guys were describing of the, uh, mm-hmm. the want to see. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was that or what it was, but I turned over. I was on the edge of the bed when I flipped over on my side 
and it was right there in my face. It was so close to me, I could feel the warm of its breath on my face. Scared the living crap out of me. I don't think I've ever been that scared in my life. But it was right there with this evil grin staring right in my face. Like it could have touched me. Like, I mean, we were nose to nose. That's why I could feel, I could feel, I woke, when I hopped up in the bed, I was sweating and I didn't know what it was, but that was only once that that happened. So, so do you uh, I don't know. I don't know if it follows us or not. Uh, can you, oh, sorry, one second. I just want to, before we move on real quick. Uh, do you remember anything from your sleep paralysis episode? I can remember that. So what I, okay. So what I remember of it, I was laying in the bed and I literally heard something running, like, like someone was running like through the house. So I heard the footsteps, boom, 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 running. And then next thing you know, pressure on top of me. There was nothing else. I, I couldn't see anything else. I couldn't figure out what it was. But when it happened to me, I was on my back. So whatever it was would not allow me to turn around. I couldn't move. I was just sealed to the bed. And then I literally was, so like I said, I didn't, Dream or not a dream, I don't know how you look at those things, but I was literally pushing myself up from the bed to get whatever was on me off of me. And I couldn't do it, and next thing you know, it broke. It Whatever it was, let go, whatever, and I sat up and I was like, again, what in the hell is going on? And I'm so, the, I was yeah. the only one in the house. So I asked you this because, again, you've not listened to our podcast previously. In the last episode, I described the exact same thing. Once in my life, only time in my life, by myself in my apartment, my freshman year at lacrosse, I had a sleep paralysis episode just like that where I heard something and it woke me up. But I couldn't talk. I couldn't move. Something was pushing down on me. And yes, it was sleep paralysis. But, like... It, it it's weird and it's funny and it's scary that like none of it we talked about nothing before filming this episode right. and for so many things to link up and be shared experiences is wild like the fact that you brought up the sleep paralysis without me bringing it up and had the exact same episode is it's crazy uh to bring up stories or experiences that we talked about uh and then it being the same and being corroborated is, is wild. And with that, everybody, we want to thank you for tuning in to another episode. Uh, this is part one of uh, at least a four-part series. Um, a lot of interesting things we talked about today. A lot of uh, unquestionable coincidences. And it's only going to get more wild from here. Uh, so, again, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it. Make sure to like, share on all your favorite social media sites. Uh, head over to YouTube to see what all of us look like uh, in real life. Uh, Alec, do you have a shout out for the people today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to anyone who wears animal print. You're single handedly keeping that trend alive. So congrats. <laughs>
Uh, make sure to head over to sirbooty.com to check out the merch that you see while we're wearing uh, during our live streams and our recorded on YouTube. It's all amazing, handmade art from Alec, so make sure you check it out. And uh, until next time, we thank you guys again. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Hypothetically Sound. We hope you enjoyed the episode. All episodes can be found at hypotheticallysound.podbean.com as well as on Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. For full unedited video versions of the podcast, please visit us at youtube.com slash hypotheticallysound.